just going along with with that theme of of greatness, I think it's important to understand that greatness is something that that we create. You know, this is something that we create. It's not something that just happens to us. This is episode number 311 of the Life, Strength and Health podcast. Kim here. Thank you for joining me this episode. In this show, we're going to talk about the keys to achieving health greatness. But before we dive into that, this episode is brought to you by our winter detoxification program. Every change of season, it is beneficial to do a detox program. This helps you to rebalance and rejuvenate your body as you transition from season to season. And each season, there are certain areas of your body that require a little bit more love and attention. And with our winter detox program, this targets those organs of the season, which is the kidney and bladder. And our winter detox programs are pretty much designed for you to do on your own. And they simplify the process, take the guesswork out and provide you with all the necessary tools to have a successful detox program. So to learn more about that, just visit our website, lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash detox. And we also will put that in the show notes page of this episode, which is lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash three one one. So now let's segue into the organic food for thought. And this week we're going to talk about racket sports. We've all heard of a racket sport, whether it's tennis, racquetball, squash, pickleball, badminton, ping pong. There's so many amazing and fun racquetball sports and they have many great benefits besides being fun. And some of the benefits of racket sports is they offer a good cardiovascular workout. They can help with both upper and lower body strength at one time. They can be played at any age and can be modified to fit most fitness levels. And they do not involve a lot of equipment. And one of the other great things of playing a racquetball sport is it helps you to keep your lateral movement. And a lot of times as we get older, lateral movement is something that we don't do on a regular basis. It's mainly up and down or forward and back. But lateral movement is something that can easily be diminished as we get older. And with racket sports, it helps to improve balance and weight shifting and can lower our risk of falls as you progress into the older age range. Racket sports also exercises our minds. From a cognitive standpoint, it helps to sharpen our planning and decision-making skills because when you play a racquetball sport, you have to constantly anticipate and execute your next shot. Racquetball sports is something I've been playing since I think I believe I was 13 when I taught myself how to play tennis. And tennis is something that I still play to this day. Um, I competed in high school and I stopped for a while and then played in an adult league. And I truly say it's a great way to keep your mind sharp, keep your body um, moving in all directions. And Jamal and I recently, I would say over the last year and a half, picked up racquetball. And that's another racquetball sport that we love to play. And the lateral movement up and down, it fully works your whole body. It works your mind uh, because in racquetball, the timing is much faster than tennis. Um, So we really love it and it helps us overall. And it's really, really fun. So if you don't already, I say try out a racquetball sport and see if you like it. So now let's segue into the episode. And this episode is all about providing a holistic perspective of greatness. 
Recently, Jamal was asked to speak at a Black History event from Medgar Evers College in New York City. And the title of the event was Healing Inside and Out. And he was featured on a panel with two other women, Professor Donna Hill and Dr. Fabian Snowden. And they had an amazing event and shared some great information. And it was all about claiming your greatness and they all provided their perspective. We want to thank all of you from our Living Healthier community that was able to join us live. I sent out an email actually that morning. Sorry for the late notice. But thank you for all of you that were able to jump on live. If you would like to be notified when we do things like this in the future, make sure you join our Live Healthier community. And you can do that on the show notes page. Just put your name and email in and you'll be notified when we have future events or participate in future events. During the event, Jamal had a presentation where he discussed the keys to health greatness. Because when you're on the path to greatness, one area that you cannot neglect is your health. So in this presentation, Jamal shared three keys to health greatness. And by incorporating these three keys, you'll be well on your way. So without further ado, let's dive into it. I would like to thank the other panelists for allowing me to, to join you. Thank you for having me. It was definitely a good conversation and um, insightful and impactful. And I, I think that just going along with, with that theme of, of greatness, I think it's important to understand that greatness is something that, that we create. You know, this is something that we create. It's not something that just happens to us. It's a formula. And that, that formula can be direct or indirect, but if you really follow the path of greatness, you, you'll see that there are some very specific things that, that led to that. And if we internalize the fact that it can be created, then it can be repeated. So I think that, that that's very important. So when we look at a holistic perspective of greatness, we have to look at the whole. We have to look at the whole body. And that can be your physical body because you are one body. Everything that you do has an impact on your body. It's not one isolated thing. But when we zoom out a bit and we look at our entire life, even though we have these moments, even though, you know, you have your, your different ages in life, you have this one life where the smallest thing can have an impact on other areas of your life. So it is important that we live with intention and we live with purpose. So when it comes to health, you have a, a holistic approach and you have a uh, we'll call it an allopathic approach that's um, kind of modern medicine in a sense. And uh, no knock against allop allopathic medicine. Uh, we're just talking about how they function. And a lot of times with allopathic medicine, it's isolated. Uh, one thing is looked at. So, for example, if you have a, a skin challenge, you'll go to a dermatologist, for example, and they're looking at your, your skin and it usually stays with with your skin. There may be they may look at, you know, an infection 
you know, you might have to take antibiotics, but for the most part, it's with your skin. But from a holistic perspective, we're looking at everything. It could be a gut issue, right? So we're not looking at your skin any longer. We're looking at your digestive system. It could be a toxicity issue, right? It could be an allergic issue. So we're looking at the body as a whole. So when we look at at greatness from a holistic perspective, from a health perspective, I'm looking at it as a whole. So I want to give you some keys to health greatness that will have the biggest impact on your life. Because these are uh, keys that I think that are most often left out when it comes to, to health. So I want to really lock in on, on these particular things because a lot of times when we think about health, we're thinking about eating healthy. We're thinking about exercise. Those are the two things that, that we're usually looking at, right? But um, just from the conversation that we had today, you know, all of these things are dealing with your, your health overall, right? Your, your life health, not just your physical health. So we're looking at things that are going to help to manifest that reality. Because like I was saying before, uh, if you're sick, you can't be great, right? If you're challenging, if you have health challenges, it's going to be hard to, to be great. So you want to put yourself in a position to win. You want to give yourself the opportunity to win. And you do that by keeping your health optimum, right? You want you want yourself to be at 100%. You want to have a full mental capacity. You want to have full energetic capacity so you can give all of yourself. And when, you, when you're deprived of that because your health is poor, you can never be or live into your best self. So the first key that I would like to talk about is sleep. I think sleep is a very important component of health. Usually when we talk about health, that's one of the things that we rarely include in health, but sleep deprivation is one of the key components that tears your health down. It lowers your ability to deal with stress. A lot of people don't realize this, but it contributes to things like high blood pressure and so many other different health challenges. During this during these times when your immune system is is everything and we want our immunity to be strong and we want things to have less impact if we are exposed to them. Sleep is the most most powerful medicine that you could possibly have. A lack of sleep will weaken your immunity. So when I say proper sleep. I think that it's important to understand exactly what that means, because we have the standards of what people put out, you know, how much sleep uh, should a person have. But sleep is relative to the individual. It's relative to your your lifestyle and the amount of energy that you're putting out. So that changes. But what I will say is this. If you're waking up to an alarm clock then that is the first sign that you're not getting enough rest. 
because when your body goes through its sleep cycles and you get all of the sleep that you need, you're going to wake up naturally. So are you waking up to an alarm clock every single day? Because if you are, then you're sleep depriving yourself. When you get to bed in enough time, your body will wake up naturally. So one of the things that you can do is you can begin to experiment with that process and start giving yourself more time to get some rest. And there's something called power hours. I know it can be challenging when you're up studying um, and, and you're balancing your, your work life, you're balancing your, your school life. But there's something called power hours. And these are the times that your body utilizes rest the best. And that is between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. That's when you're producing your, your nighttime hormones. Any sleep that you get during that time is going to have the biggest impact on your health. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So you want to try to get as much sleep during that time as possible. It doesn't mean that you need to go to bed at 10, but you want to capitalize on some of that time. If you go to bed at midnight, at least you're getting two hours of that time. But you want to capture time during those power hours, and that's going to help your overall rest bank. Very important. Um, And a lot of times I understand that time is of the essence. So people feel like they don't have the time to sleep. Uh, I do encourage you to make the time to sleep. And there's a reason why I put this as number one on the list, sleep. But you want to make sure that you at least have one or two days where you can sleep in uninterrupted, where you don't have to set an alarm clock. You can go to bed and you can just sleep and let your body wake up when it needs to. Whether that's eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours, give your body what it needs. And if you find that uh, you're taking these long moments to sleep, that's a clear sign that you are sleep deprived. So that's the first key. I think that um, that that is very important. Um, The last thing that I'll add to sleep is having some wind down time. A lot of times we we will run and we will um We'll be busy all the way up until bedtime. If we go to bed at 10, 11, 12, no matter what it is, we'll have a tendency to work all the way up until bed, whatever that is. Um, You need to take some time out uh, to have that transition time so that your body and your brain can actually slow down so that by the time you're ready for bed, your body is actually able to turn off. You can't turn your body off immediately. It takes time to do that. So that's the first key. The second key is stress management. Stress management is probably, no, it is the second most important thing between sleep and stress management. It doesn't matter if you're eating right. It doesn't matter if you're exercising and doing all of these other positive things. Sleep deprivation and um High stress levels can single-handedly tear your health down. So with all of this talk about uh, self-care and self-love, stress management falls into that particular category. And it's important to understand what stress management is. Stress management is not 
not doing anything, right? A lot of times people's idea of stress management is just just simply relaxing and not doing anything. And although that has its benefits to just sit still and rest, stress management is doing something with intent. Like you are doing something very specifically for self-care. You're doing something very specifically to manage the stress in, in your life. And that is very important, having that time for yourself, right? So you want to make sure that every single day you're carving out some space for yourself. The more, the more time that you can carve out for yourself, obviously, the better. But any amount of time, you just want to make sure that every single day you're carving out time for your mental space, your physical space, for your emotional space. Those are very important things. So what I would like everyone to do is take time to decide what that is. Um, There's a couple of things that fit into that category. The first thing is joy. What brings you joy in your life? That's very important, an important piece of the puzzle. So you want to do something that is going to bring you joy. If it's not bringing you joy, you want to make sure that it relaxes you. And if it's not something that relaxes you, you want it to directly de-stress you. So those are going to be your focal points. You're focusing on all three of those things and they'll all have the same benefit of the same impact as reducing stress. So what brings you joy, what directly de-stresses you, and uh, what relaxes you. So when you create something that you're doing every day, you want to make sure that it fits into one of those categories. And it could be as short as five minutes a day. You could start there, or it can be longer. It could be up to an hour a day. But every single day, if you're taking five minutes out for your Stress management, a little bit goes a long way. So that's the second um, key. The third key, and we finally get to that, is uh, nutrition. Nutrition, I think, is extremely hard during these times because our society isn't set up for us to be healthy. If you just, you know, walk down the block, if you drive down the street, if you're at any... um, public location, most of the time, things that are that that you're surrounded by aren't geared toward health. So in order to be healthy or to eat healthy, you have to to eat with intention. And there are a a lot of different diets out there. There's a lot of different, um, you know, trends and and so much information out there around health. So I'm not going to get into specifics. I want to give you the basic components. And if you follow these components, you will be healthy, right? Really practical and simple stuff. So if we look at the purpose of nutrition, right? It's to nourish your body, right? That's the purpose of nutrition and eating healthy. Um, It's to nourish your body. But what does that mean to nourish your body? Because you can nourish your body in a lot of different ways. So uh, you're, when you nourish your body, uh, you can build it, you can repair it, you can rebalance it, you can detoxify it, or you can maintain it. 
I repeat again, when you nourish the body, you nourish it to build it, <clears throat> excuse me, repair it, rebalance it, detoxify it, or to maintain it. <clears throat> excuse me. It doesn't have to be all of those things at once. It can be one thing when you eat. It can cover all of those things, but individually, that's the impact that it has. And when nourishment has that type of impact on you, I like to call that life force. The food has life force. There's a lot of food out there that has a negative impact on your body. And we all have an idea what that is. We all know the negative stuff and how it impacts your body. And I'm keeping this really simple. The things that impact your, your body in a negative way, those contain death force, right? So we got food that contains life force and we have food that contains death force, right? I want to be very direct in, in what that is because over time, foods that contain Death force will lead to death and foods that contain life force lead to life. So it's important that we look at the scales and we make sure that we're balancing those scales out. Obviously, we want to have more foods in our bodies, in our life that contain life force than we do foods that contain death force. So I want to talk about uh, foods that contain uh, death force, like the deadliest foods that you possibly can eat. So you can focus on trying to avoid these things. So um, vegetable oils, uh, all of the different types of oils out there um, made from, from vegetables are usually toxic in what they do with them. Healthy oils are things like olive oil. It's... Um, uh, olive oil, it is um, avocado oil, for example, coconut oil. Really outside of those three, when it comes to vegetable oils, I would try to avoid those things. Deadly sweeteners. So we're talking about uh, high fructose corn syrup. We're talking about uh, sugar. You know, we, we know when it's the artificial, artificial sweeteners, those things um, weigh heavy. Packaged processed foods. Those weigh heavy and process grains, right? We're talking about things made into pastas and cakes and breads and all of these different types of things. Those carry the heaviest death force toll. And then when we look at life-giving foods, I'm going to keep it really, really simple. Whole foods. And when I say whole foods, I'm talking about a food that's fully intact, right? If it comes out of the ground, it's intact. If it's an animal food, <clears throat> excuse me, it's intact. It's not, hasn't been transformed into something else. The, the more whole it is, the more powerful it's going to be on your body. Whole liquids. So we're talking about things that are closer to their natural state. So water, obviously, is the most natural liquid that we can consume and the more that we do with that water, the heavier it's going to weigh down on us. So, for example, if we put herbs in that water and we make it into a tea, that's going to be powerful. If we take um, the water from 
a, a plant juice, for example, like straight from the plant, that's going to be powerful. When they process the juice and they boil it, that weighs it down. So if you're sticking to whole foods, right, most of the things that you get, you're buying in their whole form and you're preparing them, that's going to bring life force to your body. So when it comes to nutrition, um, the, the bad foods, the death force foods, they actually weigh heavier. They're heavier than the life-giving foods. I would say a good comparison is five times heavier. So it takes more, more work, more eating healthy to balance out the negative. So 90% of the foods that you're eating should contain life. And then you have 10% wiggle room. Sometimes that's going to be less. It may be 80%. But the closer that you can get to uh, the 90% of the positive things that you put in your body, it's going to have a positive effect, right? So if we're locked in on our sleep, our stress management, our nutrition, and 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 locked in on uh, trying to eliminate the, the negatives in our life, over time, we're going to build optimum health and maintain it, and we'll create the space for greatness. So that is the conclusion of this episode. Hopefully you've received some value from it. We want to send a special thank you to Dr. Tabora Johnson Ferguson, who is an associate professor at Megars Everest College, and she is also their Black History Month committee chairperson. And we want to just say thank you to her for inviting Jamal out to participate in their Black History Month event. The show notes page for this episode is lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash 311. There you can find out more information about our winter detox program. You can find out more about our wellness center, Life Strength and Health, and how we assist people to improve and optimize their health naturally. And you can also join our Live Healthier community. And there you will stay connected with us and you'll be notified when we have future events and other things that we're participating in in the future. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until next time, live healthier.